the official podcast of the Chillicothe Paints. This is Horsin' Around. The latest inside information from the Paints and the Prospect League. Now, here's the voice of Paints Baseball, Jacob Wise. Hey, welcome into the next edition of Horsin' Around, a Chillicothe Paints baseball podcast. I'm Jacob Wise. Just about a week into the season, now the Paints off to a solid start here in the 2023 Prospect League schedule. The Paints battling with those Lafayette Aviators for the Ohio River Valley Division lead. It's been a nice mix of new players and several returning players as well. And one of those, Tim Orr, is our guest this week. Uh, first of all, Tim, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you've got uh, all kinds of rehab stuff you're working on and, and also getting ready for games every single day to, to be the DH right now, but uh, taking a moment here, I think some uh, people will be interested to hear from you. Well, yeah, thanks for having me. It's, you know, love talking paints ball. So last year we jumped back, uh, championship season, and do you ever sit down and think about, you know, the course of that year and how, you know, we started with five shortstops, and it ends with you playing shortstop throughout the playoffs. Uh, but just a fun year overall, right? Yeah. No, I mean, that's just, it sort of happens. Like, guys play full seasons, and then they come down here and right away playing games every day. So, you know, guys coming in, going out, it just, it happens. And, you know, I, I think we were on the road at that uh in our championship run, and Jackson asked me to play shortstop, and I kind of thought he was joking with me, but... <laughs> You know, he was being serious and ended up working out for us. It's, you know, it's you just go out there and play best you can, and that's what I was trying to do and end up getting a ring for it. So it was fun. It was a fun year. Well, I was asking uh, Michael Boswell about it, and he goes, Tim might have not have been happy that he was playing shortstop, but I guarantee you he was doing everything he could to, to play it as well as he possibly could. And, you know, guys like that are, are great teammates, and uh, it seems like guys like that kind of, find a way to to get to each other and and become friends for a long time right yeah i mean i still talk to everybody i think in our opening day we had brett carson yeah come he down came by and mike's rocket so you know a bunch of great guys on that team and i still keep in contact with a lot of those guys and we got a couple of them guys back here and you know hopefully durinsky's back in the lineup today he's been dealing with something with his knee so you know just a bunch of good guys great team there so going back to not this past spring, the spring before, and maybe even it was before that. What leads to you ending up in Chillicothe last summer? Uh, it was it would have been Gunner and Candle. Them coming down, it, they had the connection. And they're like, "Oh, we need another catcher." So I was I just fell right in, and I don't think I the coach was really expecting me to do what I did that spring, and um, he was kind of hoping to throw me back on the Terriers back home in my league in the in the WRCL and. You know, he's like, oh, you can you can go play on this team if you think you can do it. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm ready to take a next step. So I just ended up coming down with those guys because they already had an in and needed another guy. So it just was ended up being perfect for me. You mentioned Gunnar Bame. Uh, he throws a no-hitter at West Virginia. And he I think he hit the leadoff guy in the ninth inning uh, to ruin the perfect game. And I talked to him after the game, and he was just like, he said he was so nervous. He looks up and realizes, I'm three outs away from a perfect game. How much do you give him a hard time over that? Oh, well, it, it, 
Not, I didn't really give him a hard time about it because I don't think anybody knew but him, really, because I was playing third that game, and there was a there was a hard play early in the game I made, and I think his his dad ended up coming down and watching that game, and he was he's a good guy, so he was giving me crap about it, like, oh, if, you know, if Timmy O wasn't at third, you probably wouldn't even have a shot at that. <laughs> so, it was, you know, it was, a good, it was a good laugh there, but I didn't even know he was close to that until the end of the game, so I was probably, it was probably a good thing. I was playing a little looser than I would have been. Yeah, it's probably a good thing not to know that it's going on because yeah. you don't want to do anything to mess it up, right? So is it more fun to play with your college teammates in the summer or is it more fun to play against them? It's definitely more fun to play with them because you kind of have your own culture that you bring with you. And I, th I really think that's why we all got along so well last year is because we brought some culture with us and that's that's what made the guys gel. Is, you know, if other guys are talking, then other guys will be more willing to open up. I think uh, – we got a little bit of that this year with all the Toledo guys we have and you know they're they're good guys and they know how to talk and chirp and they get guys into the game and it's I think we'll have a really good summer again here. Do you think you're uh, a little more free in the summer to have a little bit more fun in the dugout in the clubhouse? Oh, yeah, definitely and it's it just comes down to the coaches they're just looser with it, you know, it's more uh it's less professional I'd say. Like it's a lot looser of a uh less strict that's the word i was looking for it's it's you're just here to have fun and get better and everybody else is doing the same thing yeah and it's very important to have that core group of guys to be able to kind of pull everybody else in the same direction mm -hmm. right well yeah and we're out here every day so it's not like we're not seeing each other so you might as well get along and then you get stuck on a bus for you know four or five hours at a time and you're stuck in a hotel room and going to have lunches together what's your favorite part other than the actually playing of games of playing summer ball it's it's the guys, you know, hanging out with the guys after the games, going over to one of the host family's houses and, you know, causing a ruckus over there. It's it's just all it's all it's all part of it. You know, it's you got to have fun with the guys to have fun with the guys on the field. So you build relationships and end up being better as a team. And it's all it all comes back to that. You just end up being a better team the more you hang out and the closer you get. It's just like school ball. It's just you're having more fun on the field than you do when you're there. Nice to play baseball without having to worry about uh, what test is coming up. or Yeah, that too. Not having to worry about school, there's always that. So going back to uh, your high school years, uh, the recruiting process, what leads you to ending up at Tiffin? Uh, I was I was a little bit of a smaller kid, I'd say. I was a late bloomer, so I end up – I really – what got me there is I had hit a walk-off home run on their field in front of their coaches. So it was like – they would seem like it was meant to be. And I ended up going on a visit. He offered me, and I took it on the spot. And it, it was the right place for me, you know, these past three years. And, you know, I had a lot of fun there and great coaches there, great people there, great players. And, you know, I made some lifelong friends there that, you know, I'll probably have at my wedding type of guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I've, I loved everything about Tiffin. It was a great town, great people. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if we want to break any news here, but, are you you're transferring in the fall, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, at Kent State in the fall. Has it always been a dream of yours to play D1 baseball? It, I wasn't really. It never really mattered to me. You know, it was. I always just wanted to go play, and uh, I think I did everything that I could there. And it was. It's time for me to move up a little bit. I think I had a. Man, I had two sec successful seasons in a row, and you know we were kind of on the downtrend this year, but. You know, I was looking for something more, and, uh, you know, Kent State's 20 minutes from my house, so I, 
I grew up playing on that field, so it was always it always kind of was a dream to play for for Kent State, but you know I wasn't ever chasing D one. That's funny that uh, you know you mentioned a couple of good years at uh, Tiffin. You just got recently named a first team All American and a, a second team All American. So congratulations on on both of those. First Tiffin player to ever make a first team All American. First Tiffin player to be named to two All American teams in the same year. And you know, I was talking to Coach uh, Boswell before the season started, and he goes, you know, we had a down year at Tiffin, but it seemed like every day we looked up in the box score and Tim was three for four, uh, you know, hitting 400. And I always find that funny. You know, you come up to bat and they'll shift the second baseman all the way to the right side of the field like you're going to pull everything, but you don't hit three. You don't hit 400 without being able to hit all sides of the field, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I make my living in the gaps. I've, I always like doing that, you know, hitting it over the shortstop's head. That's, that's where I live. That's my game. And, you know, you can't defend it because you can't put anybody in shallow left right there. Yep. And if you do, I'll just gap one and hit a triple, you know. That was that was my bread and butter was, you know, because they pepper me away. It, you don't want to come in on me. I'll put it over the over the, over the fence. But, uh, you know, it, they're pitching me outside. I'll take it that way. I'll take my single. I'll take my double and, uh, you know, just pass it to the next guy. That was sort of my mentality. You know, I wasn't trying to be be the guy. Because I, I think he had me hitting in the two-hole most of the year. So I was like, oh, I'll get on base and, you know, get running. I heard a reference to Timmy Two-Hole uh, in, yeah. in the clubhouse the other day, how much he liked you up there at the top of the lineup to get things moving. Uh, so is it somewhat of a mentality of, you know, take what's given to you and, and whatever can help the team, and then your numbers kind of follow, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. That's a good way of saying it. I don't uh, – not trying to do too much. I feel like I, I end up – getting my doing more hurt than I do helping when I try and do too much when you uh you know you do hit the home run every now and then uh, still looking for that uh, first one here this summer but do you pick your spots like are you sitting in a certain counter a certain situation and say all right if I get it you know the fastball here I'm going to try to hit it as far as I can or is it just you're trying to hit line drives and every now and then you know you get one out I'd say when when I don't have any strikes, I'm looking for the perfect pitch. But anything after that, I'll just try and hit a line drive somewhere, hit something hard. Cause I, I, that's really the goal of summer ball, just trying to hit balls hard every day. And you know, being only being DH right now, I'm trying to do the most I can without you know taking a step over and trying to do too much. So it's 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 a it's a little bit of a battle. It's an up and down, but you know that's what it is in summer ball. It's just you gotta you know ride your highs and try and not go too low in your lows is that a, a good kind of teaching point of summer ball because you are playing every single day and there are really high moments and really low moments and, and no matter how good of a team you're on or how good of a summer you have you're gonna you're gonna hit both of those and just trying to learn how to kind of ride those out and, and stay kind of even keel oh absolutely you know the mental game's half the battle here it's it really is just waking up every day and knowing you're doing the same thing you lose track of the days it's either <laughs> You're playing today or you're not. It's it's nothing in between. You don't really remember what the days are. But, um, you know, the mental game, I've, I've worked on that this year, and I'd say I'm getting a lot better and not trying to get too upset when I get out, that type of thing. And, you know, just rolling with the punches. That's that's kind of, I learned a lot of that at Tiffin this year, and it was, you know, it was a good good to learn something. You know, always, always getting better in that aspect, I'd say. How hard is it sometimes, you know, you're maybe in an important part of a ball game and you're up there and you feel like, you know, part of the game also is every now and then you get you get a strike called on you that's probably not a strike or, or you know, something doesn't go your way that's out of your control. How hard is it to try to 
kind of refocus and, and readjust and just kind of roll with those punches? Oh, it's, it's definitely difficult. You know, it's, you know, we had a guy last night, he had a pretty big zone and he was calling the high one and then you expand up and you get yourself out half the time. And it just, it is what it is, you know, but today's a new day. That's kind of how, uh, that's kind of my mentality with it. Today's a new day and you get more at-bats today and you'll get more at-bats tomorrow. So just kind of rolling with it, you know, just trying to help the team. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just trying to keep your head down, not get too big headed and just chugging along. Now, obviously you mentioned, uh, you know, you played for us last year in the uh, championship season. What led to you uh, ending up back here? You know, a lot of players, just, you know, for, for reasons other than the league or the team, they just want to experience something different uh, when they, you know, play another summer, go to a different part of the country or, or whatever. What led you to coming back to Chillicothe here for summer number two? I, I think it was more of a comfort thing for me. I, you know, I'm kind of – I was dealing with this shoulder injury, and I, I didn't want to go and sign a two-week in the Northwoods and then, you know, then bring somebody else in that can that is already ready to play, and then I would just be left out in the dust. So it it was more of a comfort thing for me here, and I knew that I could come play here and be, you know, get my stuff done, and then transfer my way back into the field, and you know, by the end of the year, be playing some outfield for us here, and then, uh, you know, with me going to Kent State too, being close to them, and having uh, the ability to go back home, that's that's a big thing too. I got my whole life back home, and it's just. It, it seemed like it was the perfect situation for me to come back here and it was it, you know making all the right decisions here this summer and having a lot of a lot of difficult decisions to make sure. here and uh you know this this just seemed like the easiest one sure know, just yeah. come back and you know stay with the same host family I was with last year it's just it's really comfortable and it, it seemed right everything seemed right about it you mentioned the host families. I always think that, you know, when I talk to people who aren't super familiar with the way summer ball works and, uh, you know, players coming in from all over, you meet your coaches and your teammates a couple of days before the season starts. Oh, by the way, it's also uh, the day you meet your host family that you're going to live with for the next two months. And then all of a sudden, all these people you've spent all this time with, you may not ever see them ever again, uh, except for your teammates or people who play in your, in your conference or whatever. But how difficult is that when you in your first year rolling in and it's like hey welcome here's your jersey here's uh let's let's whisk you over here to get your headshot uh you know here's uh here's uh your host family here are your teammates let's do a workout real fast and then two days later you're hopping on a bus to drive four hours and go play a game yeah no i mean it was definitely you know everybody's trying to feel everybody out and you know you you can see the the roster and where everybody's from but you don't know what type of player they are yet and I think that's that's always the biggest thing is trying to figure, you know, guys comparing themselves to other guys, you know, that first sort of day, you know, looking looking at BP, analyzing what everybody's got, thinking about where you're going to fit in. And I think, you know, for a lot of, you know, first-year guys, there's a few first-year guys here, it's, it's a little tough on them because they've, they've never experienced this sort of thing. And, you know, I'd say we got a good team this year. So for them new guys, it's tough not playing every day here and, you know, I've been been through that, been through the not playing every day, and it's you know it's it affects the head. You know, you gotta you gotta stay level headed and take your opportunities and you know make the most of them. I think is what uh what we really were preaching here this year at Tiffin because I, I had a few buddies that weren't everyday lineup guys, and they're asking me what you know what can I do to get in the lineup. I'm like, man, don't you know 
don't give, give coach a reason don't give coach a reason to take you out yeah. you know keep chugging away give your best you know that's sort of sort of couple guys here asking me the same thing and I'm telling them you know keep chugging away man you'll get your opportunity make your most of it and you know if you get if you go up there you go three for three with three hard hit balls you're probably going to play tomorrow <laughs> you know and you know the opposite way if you go over three with three k's you might be sitting tomorrow man it's it's just is what it is it's a direct direct result of what happens what you do yeah and in summer ball especially you know we play this year it was 60 last year 58 this year over the course of about 65 68 days you know players get injured players get tired there's you know a lot of travel involved uh i feel like the coaches throughout the course of the year try to find ways to give guys breaks on non-off days Mm -hmm. get other guys in it's hard early in the season, isn't it? When you're when you're just you know a week or so in, you're like, man, I'm not playing as much as I want to. But you know, as uh, someone who's played a couple of years of summer ball now, you can tell those guys, hey, your opportunity will come. Just be ready when it does. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've been talking with a few other guys, and they're like, man, I I love an off day. You know, after <laughs> after playing all year, all school ball, and then you come here and you play every other day. It's you know, a lot of guys like that sort of thing, but. Yeah. You know, I also understand and sympathize with the guys that are like, man, I want to play. You know, I and mean, that's a great thing. You know, I'd love to see that type of attitude from those guys. But you also kind of got to take a step back sometimes and realize where you're at. Because, you know, new coach here, Boz, he's he's trying to win some games, you know, and uh, he's rolling out the best lineup he can most of these days and at the same time trying to get some guys some off days. So it's like you can't really be mad at him. You understand what he's doing here and, trying to put the best lineup out there and at the same time getting guys days off. It's a tough thing. And he, for his first year being a, a manager as a team, I think he's been doing a really good job so far. Pretty good vibe in the clubhouse so far? Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Let's go to your, uh, your academic career so far. What is it that you are studying and, and looking to do once your baseball career is over? You know, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) I'm a business major, an accounting major, so, you know, I've always got that to fall back on. It's sort of, uh, you know, I think my mom always kind of jokes with me. She likes the Cardell Jones tweet, I ain't here to play school. Um, But, no, it's it's business, like a business degree. That's what I got, and um, I'm coming up on my last year here with it, and so I'll have that going forward, and... You know, I I really enjoyed all my classes at Tiffin, and you know the teachers really, a smaller class size, so you had a, you had personalized t-shirts there, and they would always help me through, could always ask questions, that sort of thing. So, you know, business degree and taking that with me to Kent, and hopefully, hopefully I'll get that done within the year. I know a couple of my classes aren't going to transfer, but you know, within the year, you know, two or three semesters here left. Is the goal you know, get through your college career and, and try to go play professionally somewhere? That's that's always the goal, I feel like. That's, that's the goal for me, at least, um, here coming up. I know, you know, I know it doesn't always happen for everybody, but I, I know I got a chance to do it. So, and that's also another reason I wanted to transfer. I feel like I did what I could at Tiffin, and um, if, it, if I wasn't getting the looks there, I got to go somewhere bigger, you know, get a little bit better, become a more complete player, and you know, if it's, if the opportunity's there for me, it's there for me, and if not, you know, life will start quick for me. Yeah, but, you know, you, you, you're trying to do everything that you can right now to make sure your future is taken care of, and, and I don't think anybody can fault you for that. 
on an off day, when you do get a, a rare chance to kind of hang out and do whatever you want, what's, what's Tim Moore getting up to? Oh, man. I, you know, the body zone. I'm always hitting up the body zone. I like the uh, the VA right here, the little golf course. I'm not very good, but, you know. That's a great place to go if you're not very good. Yeah, you can't exactly. lose the ball very it's, many spots. <laughs> it's perfect for me. You know, just 10 bucks matches my level of golf, you know. Just go out there and hit it 100 times and go chasing some balls. I'm always afraid I'm going to hit one onto the road on that one, uh, that par five oh. right along 104 there. Yeah, I definitely. I can't say I haven't done that before. <laughs> hey, they know. They know the people who are driving through there. They've they've been here long enough. Uh, the uh, the VA golf course, one of the very few left uh, in the country. Most of those golf courses uh, at other VAs got uh, plowed over and, and built over, but I think this one was was made like a historic location or something. So they still have that one up and going. Let's talk about you as a player. Last year, uh, you mentioned briefly you came in as a catcher. You didn't do a lot of catching. You ended up playing basically everywhere else. I think you even yeah. threw an inning or two for us <laughs> at one point. Uh, you played left. You played right. Uh, first base. Did you play any second base? No. So you I, played short and third. Yeah, I played everywhere but second and center. So what leads you from going as a, you know, you were a catcher and now you're primarily an outfielder. Where was the transition there? It It was sort of. In my sophomore to junior year summer, it was a, uh, you know, Tim, we got, we brought in this catcher, you know, I didn't really catch much my sophomore year coming here, and then I didn't catch much here, so I was like, you know, outfield's a possibility, I know I got the speed to play out there, it's just tracking down fly balls was a little rough for me, but, you know, I think I'm more projectable out there with my arm once I get it back going, and you know, I'm a little bit better at tracking fly balls than I was last year <laughs> at this point, but I I think that's the spot for me, and I'm you know I I got the speed to do it, and that's that's where they want me to play up at Kent State. So, um, it it really just was a matter of circumstance for me, and I kind of fell fell out of love with catching because I didn't do it, and it was just it's just killer on the body, and then to not catch in games, it was just even more even more brutal. How, is it something that people forget maybe because they played in, in little league or in high school or whatever and maybe they did it a little bit but then they get older and they watch and like oh that was just an easy fly ball you know what's so hard about tracking a fly ball but that's it can be a difficult job out there right yeah no i mean it's there's every every factor in the book and you know here at the va we got we got the lights here and you can lose a ball in the lights you can lose a ball in the sky especially here at night and you know the the hardest ones I have are the little, the low liners right at you. You don't know if you're going back or coming in, and uh, you know it's just it's just being out there, just getting out there and seeing live reps. And you know it's perfect here because I just run around a BP for an hour and then go sit down. But uh, that's the hardest part is just seeing the live reps. I think because I think I think guys underestimate how difficult it is to be in the yeah. outfield. And I've always said outfielders win games. Outfielders are going to win you games. They second third ball in the gap guy tracks one down for you makes a nice play but you know you don't really you don't really look at it as wow like that was a really nice play like an yeah. infield infield diving cop up throw you know just ball in the gaps just as hard as one of them plays i feel like yeah or you know hitting a cutoff man on a throw into the right spot that keeps a you know maybe that guy is going to score anyway but it keeps another guy from taking an extra base that allows you to not give up any other runs the rest of the game. I say it almost every night, you know, outfield play, 
you know, whether it's things you talked about, whether it's, you know, understanding how the ball is going to tail if it's hit to you based on whether it was a righty or a lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, here at the VA, you mentioned the lights. They're not the tallest lights in the world. They're not the brightest lights in the world. No. Nope. And if the ball gets above those lights at that part where before it's like pitch black and it's kind of a navy blue sky and there's no sunlight left, it just disappears up there, it, right? And it, you almost just have to yeah, guess where it's going. It does. I mean, you, you'll you lose it for a few seconds and, on, and then it's on its way down and you'll find it again. But, I don't, you know, it's it's just that's what I'm saying. You just got to get out there and experience that sort of thing because, you know, first time it happens to you, you got no clue what you're doing. <laughs> and then you just, you just throw your hands up. There ain't nothing else you can do because you lost the ball. But <laughs> – you, know. you haven't gotten to play uh, in the outfield yet here this summer, but you've gotten a look at uh, Tyler Shandyfeld, who's been playing out there in center field. That would probably make me feel better as if I was a corner outfielder to have him in center because it seems like he could almost do the job by himself, oh, right? Oh, yeah. You love seeing that out of a center fielder if you're a corner guy, too. And, you know, he's got – he can cover left center, right center. He can He's moving. Even, you know, for a little guy, too, he, he gets some great reads out there and – he tracks the ball down better than I've seen in a while, you know, from center fielder. He can he can move. He uh, hit a home run the other night at Champion City. He says mm-hmm. it's the first home run he's ever hit ever. And I remember when he hit it, the dugout just kind of there was a little extra juice in that dugout when the when the ball left the yard. What was that? What was that like for you guys watching it? Well, it was funny because you know we all know he ain't ever hit one out before, and when he when it was going, it was kind of like it. It, it, the, it hurt a little bit at the same time that he was hitting one out before I did, but <laughs> at the same time, you're happy for a guy hitting his first one ever, and especially in this wood bat league over the summer, seeing that too. That was cool. And, you know, I was just super happy for him and all that he's doing going forward too, you know, hearing that he's transferring to NKU here. And, you know, he's a, he's a great player, just scrappy fast and just the type of guy you you like on your team but you don't like playing against does he remind you of jake reef snyder from last year he he does he you know the size and the attitude it sort of it aligns you know almost perfectly those are fun guys to play with in the summer i'm sure changing uh just one one quick one again going back to changing from catcher to outfielder you know you're catching you're, you're touching the ball every single play you're you're mentally engaged, maybe more so. You have to be mentally engaged everywhere, every play. But mm-hmm. um, as a catcher, maybe a little bit more so than you know, as you, as you would be in left field or right field. What's that transition like during a game where you have to kind of keep yourself into it more than the position doing it for you? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as yeah. You, that's a good way of putting it. The position doing it for you, but I feel like they at Tiffin we did a good job of. Uh, you know, just like infielders will get a pre-step in in the outfield, that was a big focus for us this year, I think. And, um, you know, it's just got to be always ready and don't want to don't want to be the guy that let one go over his head. So it, it's, it was an adjustment, but I think I got it down to a point where it's just as, just as equal as, uh, you know, paying attention-wise, just as equal as, you know, the position's not doing it for you, but you, you still got to be on your, uh, on your A game out there for sure. Yeah, just a little bit more effort on your own end. We've got mm-hmm. some guys who have made their way out to uh, start a round of fungo golf. Do you ever partake? Uh, if I can, yeah. I'll, I'll hit out some fungo golf. I, it never seems like I can put it where I want it out there, <laughs> but um, I'll get it out there. I just, you know, I'm not very good at placing it out there, but, you know, fungo golf is a good pastime, especially on them road trips. You got to check out early, and you get to the field about twelve. You know, play till <laughs> play till five six, yep. and 
you know, that's that's a great pastime. I know, uh, you know, Caden Klein, he's a big fan of uh, he's a big fan of the sack out there, playing a little hacky sack all the yep. time. And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure I'll get into that here in a couple of weeks here. I feel like hacky sacks made a comeback over the last few years. Oh, I, I think it has. It definitely has. Do you guys ever play flip anymore? Does anybody play flip? I've never heard of flip. No, where you're just, you play with a baseball and a glove and you're trying to oh, basically get somebody to drop one and yeah. then you turn your hat because you've lost a spot. Or Yeah, I think we, we, play, uh, we play two ball now. Okay. You got one in your hand and then you throw one around and the person that doesn't catch it, like you got to try and make somebody miss it, drop a ball, and then that person's out. What's your uh, favorite road place to go to in the Prospect League? Favorite place to play? We haven't been to all of them yet, but... That's true. We haven't been to all of them, but the Aviator Stadium's real nice out yeah. there. I think I like playing out there the most. It's just a good atmosphere. I don't think they... It doesn't seem like they hold as many fans as we do here, but it's it's definitely a nicer surface to be playing on, yeah. I'd, I'd say. Yeah. Um, That's my favorite place to go announce a game other than here, so... Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah they got the nice boxes up there for you yeah. guys. I've uh, got about uh, eight times more space than I do here, oh, and, and a lot less stuff crammed into yeah, it. Yeah, I believe it. They run. A, they got a good place there, and it's well. It's even crazier to hear they're one of the only teams to be playing there. Yeah, there's a high school team that that's their home yeah, field. I heard that. That'd be insane. Could you imagine playing in high school? You're you're a you know 14 year old freshman. You come in and hey, this is your home field. By the way, this is your home field. 420 to center. Good luck. Man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty deep. And then they have the tall wall, mm -hmm. uh, the fence over and right. But you got the water slides out in the background. I think the uh, home run that Arturo hit that game. Probably lands on a water slide if the scoreboard's if not there. If the scoreboard's <laughs> not there, there's definitely a heads up getting called. Have you ever seen a guy swing the bat as consistently hard as that guy? Oh yeah, I have. But he, I haven't seen anybody swing it as hard as him. We we had a couple guys at my school that that would swing hard, but you know they would always be swinging hard too. But I've never seen anybody swing it as hard as he does. Yeah, and he still hit like 429 at Wayland Baptist, so uh, he can join you in that 400 club. Uh, on the paints here this summer. Tim, it, it's uh, been a blast. I appreciate you, again, taking some time out, and uh, hopefully some people will be entertained by our conversation. Good luck the rest of the season. Glad to have you back here this summer, and roll paints. Yeah, roll paints. I'm glad to be here. Huge thank you to Tim Orr for joining us here on Horse and Around, and uh, hope you enjoyed the chat as much as I know I did. Tim uh, always has some interesting stuff to say, especially on the mental side of baseball and managing all the things that go into playing every single day, whether it be on the school side of things or uh, playing summer ball here in the Prospect League. Certainly is an easy guy to root for, one of the genuinely nice guys you'll ever meet, and uh, hopefully bigger and better things for Tim as he continues on and uh, hopefully is able to start a professional baseball career as well. Whatever Tim does, we know uh, he will be successful at it. That'll do it for this episode of Horsing Around. Join us next week when we bring somebody else on to chat with. Uh, we'll figure that one out as we continue on here in this 2023 season. Roll paints.